to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. My eyes were pulled to the bottom right corner of the shot, where every now and then, some piece of the tracker would flash through the picture. Emmett's elbow, the back of Jasper's head. It was impossible to create any sense of the fight from these little glimpses. Someday, I would have Emmett or Jasper remember it for me. I doubted it would soothe any of the rage I felt. Even if I had been the one to rip the tracker apart and burn him, it wouldn't have been enough. Nothing could make this right again. Eventually, Alice walked towards the lens. A spasm of agony crossed her features, and I knew she was seeing a vision of the recording. And also, I was sure, a vision of me watching it now. She picked up the camera, and the screen went dark. I reached slowly for the camera and then, just as slowly, methodically crushed it into a pile of metal and plastic dust. We have new patrons this week. Yay, new patrons Mm -hmm. this week. (laughs) Very excited, very grateful for these people. Um, The first one is... Alessandra from Sydney, Australia. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure this is pronounced Eliani from New Jersey. And America from Texas. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Very welcome. So, so glad to have you here. Much welcomes all around. <laughs> Many. A welcome here, a welcome there. Let's stall more. Yeah. Welcome to our patron. We love having you here. So much. It's a pleasure. It's very nice. It's much nicer. How much can I say? Uh, 
I don't want to do it. Me either. <laughs> do you have any updates? Your update this week is about the Etsy shop. We should have a restock of the hardcover dust jackets in stock now. You guys have been buying the trickling that I had left over, but we should have them all now. So those of you who have bought just singles can complete your sets. And if you want to get one, they're in there now. Oh, and another update. Please come over to Instagram and follow us on our new Instagram page, which is called The Remember Podcasts. Uh, it's kind of like a schmush of all three of our podcasts all stuck together. At The Remember Podcasts. Yep. Yep. We're working on it. It's getting there. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> we never say that word. We don't. Here's another thing, though, about the new At The Remember Podcasts uh, Instagram page. I keep being like, oh, I want to post something. And then I go to post it and I'm immediately terrified that Instagram is going to be like, nope, not acceptable and take the page down again. I know. It's very nervous. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't post this. This is a page from the book. I'll get fired from Instagram. Yeah, we have to simply only do completely original content now, I don't I know it's very nervous it's very scary so we'll be crafty though yeah we'll try yeah <laughs> hi everyone hi everybody my name is Marin. my name is Emily and we are remember, remember twilight. twilight today we're uh talking about midnight sun chapter 28 three conversations what happened last week um Alice did a whole bunch of chores She's like making up this whole story so that all the humans aren't like, wow, you can't ever hang out with Edward again, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's like, all right, here's what happened. You came to Arizona. You went to a hotel. We came to bring you home. You tried to run away from us. You bowling balled down the stair and went out a window. And that's why you're in the hospital. Oops. It's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Alice should always come up with the plans. I I agree. <laughs> Never will I be a disagree about that. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's what happened last week. We went through Alice's, like, tie up all the loose ends so that nobody asks any questions, especially the chief Mr. doesn't ask any questions. Yeah. Speaking of the chief. Uh, well, let's he, get into these sad. three conversations, shall we? Mm-hmm. So this doctor that Carlisle knows at this hospital, oh boy, did they put a word that my mouth doesn't want to say. Dr. Satarangani. Does that sound right? I have no idea, but there's no way I'm saying it as are many you not times gonna say it? as in here. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad about it because I should just be able to learn people's names. <laughs> I think it's Dr. Satarangani, but he's Carlisle's friend. Uh-huh. Carlisle's <laughs> doctor friend, as we will lovingly refer to him, uh, because we're very close, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're on that level. So Carlisle's friend is hooking it up, you guys. They got there, and immediately they started Bella on her blood transfusions, and Carlisle was like, perfect, that's all she needs. Okay, do you think that this doctor... Here's here's the first thing. I got really nervous because I was like, this doctor's probably already busy. This is a very big hospital this is a, a very important hospital in phoenix where there's lots of not only like there's lots of accidents there's lots of people there's lots of crime like so carlisle's like listen i'm here i can do these things i just need you to get me a room is mm -hmm. that what's going on yeah and so then the doctor is like okay cool absolutely i'll literally do anything for dr carlisle colon mm -hmm. so 
We'll get you into a room. We'll get you all set up. I have all these other things to do, but I'll check in every few minutes yeah. and just let Carlisle do his thing. Yeah. Because you know how in Grey's Anatomy, sometimes another doctor mm-hmm. comes over and they're like, oh, talk to the chief and they just have to like give them clearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what this guy Okay. Did. So okay. Edward is still freaking out, of course. But he's like, I should trust Carlisle. I can hear that he's not just saying these things to make me feel better. Um, Also, (laughs) Dr. Friend is like, wow, these beautiful (laughs) stitches on her Dr. Friend paged all of his other Dr. Friends. And he was like, please come here right now. And they all like, were like, well, I'm very busy, but I'm going to come. And they were like, damn, look at that stitch. Mm -hmm. And then Carlisle's doctor friend told all his doctor friends about all the amazing things that he's seen Carlisle do when they used to work together. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, and also this doctor is like, Carlisle looks amazing. And Carlisle's <laughs> like, oh, please. It's just the cool air in the Pacific Northwest. It's the humidity, which I agree. <laughs> My skin looks wonderful when we go to Washington. But doctor friend is like, hmm. It's not the or humidity. have you been uh, adjusting things? <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle, he's been practicing the plastics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically they get Bella all set up and then Dr. Friend is like, I have some people. Can you come and help me with some of these other <laughs> undiagnosed patients that I have? And Carlisle's like, yes, of course I will. This is my favorite day of my life. <laughs> He's like, too bad about Bella, but thank you. (laughs) And so Edward's sitting there like, okay, if Carlisle feels confident enough to leave Bella to go do other things with a doctor friend, then I should probably feel okay that Bella's going to be all right. I just think it's so presumptuous, though, of doctor friend to be like, listen, you don't have to or anything, but we've got like 25 people in this hospital who we don't know anything that's going on. (laughs) Can you doctor house them? And Carlisle's like, hell yeah. I mean, they're making him work, but yeah, he's fine. It's he's, fine. He loves it. Um, but Edward's like, okay, but neither of them are going to care if Bella dies. Like, I will care if Bella dies. And so he, she's not going to die. He's doing his best, but you know. Anyway, so after they get Bella all situated, Dr. Friend does call the chief. And Edward doesn't like to listen to this call. Uh, But basically, he's like, hello, Bella, blah, blah, blah. But then Carlisle's like, let me handle this from here. And he tells Charlie, we were in a hotel. Bella was coming over so they could work things out. She was going up the stairs, but then she fell back down the stairs out a window. Uh, But she's okay. She's stable. She's in her room, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie freaks out yeah of course I mean the grief like he already was terrified he already told himself a million horrible things that could happen and then something horrible did happen that's a parent's worst nightmare yep um Bella's doing okay though Alice even still isn't back from doing her stuff so she's still spraying blood all over walls and cars (laughs) yes and waiting for detailings (laughs) So Edward tells us about how because they did the blood transfusions, Bella smells wrong. And he's like, I should have realized that that would happen, but he didn't think about it. And he's like, even though I don't want to eat her as much, I don't like it. She doesn't smell right. I know it'll only be like a day before she starts to smell like Bella again, but she doesn't smell like Bella. My boy cat felt the same way when my girl cat came back from getting spayed. (laughs) 
He just sniffed her nonstop for two days. Uh-huh. Poor she whiskey. She doesn't smell right. <laughs> she know. <laughs> and then, of course, this leads Edward to think about how, well, one day I'm never going to smell Bella again. Oh, no. What? <laughs> A big oh, no. Stop. And so there's nothing left that Edward can do, and so he must just sit and wait. But he has things he can think about, at least. He calls Esme and tells her what's going on. Alice comes back and then immediately leaves because she's like, oh, no, Edward, you know? Yes. Can you imagine spending even one minute with him? It'd be the longest minute of your life. It would. Think of the way he would just stare into no. your soul. Nope. Those mm-hmm. empty eyes no. just looking at you. No. So Alice had to leave. <laughs> And Edward just sits and listens to Bella's heartbeat. And then we get into our three conversations. So conversation number one is when Carlisle calls Charlie again to give him an update. And you guys, this is, in fact, the moment we've been waiting for, the Charlisle <laughs> connection. Here it is. So he says, hello, Charlie. And Charlie's like, Carlisle, what the fuck? And she's like, I know. She's had a transfusion. We did an MRI. Things are looking great. There's nothing internal that we missed. And Charlie wants to talk to her. And then Carlisle tells him that she's sedated right now. She needs time to heal. And she'd be in a lot of pain if she was awake. And so Charlie's like, well, okay, but are you sure everything is okay? And Carlisle says, I promise you, Charlie, I will tell you the moment there is something to worry about. She really is going to be fine. She'll be on crutches for a while, but after that, she'll be back to normal. And Charlie says, thank you, Carlisle. I'm so glad you were there. Carlisle says, so am I. And then Charlie's like, oh, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. And Char- I'm going to keep saying Char- Charlisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carlisle's like, NBD, I'm so happy that I can be here for Bella. And Charlie's like, that makes me feel better. Is Edward going to stay too, or does he have to come back for school? And Carlisle's like, nope, it's fine. He set everything up with his teachers. He's going to keep track of Bella's homework too. It'll be fine. Um, But he feels terrible about everything. And (laughs) Really just like so amazing how much Charlie just trusts Carlisle completely. Mm -hmm. Like under other circumstances, Nothing could have kept Charlie in Forks. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He would have been down there that second. He would have been on any plane he could have gotten on to get to to Arizona to be with Bella. But because of Carlisle and because how much he trusts Carlisle and loves Carlisle, Mm -hmm. he's not worried. He's not worried so much that he's like, cool, I'm going to literally work Mm -hmm. because I know that she's in good hands with the doctor which makes all of breaking dawn makes so much more sense to me right why charlie doesn't just lose his mind because carlisle keeps telling him it's okay and because he he trusted him here and it was fine he knows he can trust him in breaking dawn it's so sweet it's such a good like what's the word for foreshadowing yes foreshadowing it's so gorgeous i agree and i'm sure they've worked on cases together too Mm -hmm. and so i'm sure they also have a history of carlisle tells charlie exactly as it is and it always probably goes exactly as carlisle says it will because he's carlisle Mm. so i feel like there's probably been just like these past couple years of just like a really good foundation for trust professionally which Mm. makes him feel 
more at ease here too which Alice orchestrated from the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> exactly. If you know what I mean. <laughs> She's like, I know these two are going to have a moment in the future. Yes. So, Carlisle, I need you to mm, yes. bat an eyelash. Absolutely. Because why on earth? I mean, be, I get it that, like, Charlie's the chief of police, but there would really not be any reason for Carlisle to be like, let's have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Which is, who would have done that other than Alice? Nobody. Nobody. Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my girl. Uh, so Charlie is now curious about what exactly did happen because he really hasn't heard anything. Aside from what he saw go down at the house. And so he tells Carlisle, like, first everything was fine. Then Bella was screaming. Then she was leaving. And then he goes, did you get anything coherent out of yours? <laughs> Oh, these teenagers can't understand a word they're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Carlisle's like, yep, we talked about it on the drive down here. Apparently, Edward told Bella how much he cares for her. Bella freaked out. <laughs> um, she wanted to go home. And then she told him to go away. And Charlie's like, yep, I saw that part. <laughs> Poor Charlie. And then he's like, Edward still doesn't really understand, though. They didn't have a chance to talk. And Charlie's like, uh, I know. It's some complicated stuff with her mother. She was overreacting just a little, I think. And Carlisle says, I'm sure she had her reasons. And then Charlie's like, well, but what do you think about all of this? Like, isn't this a little intense for teenagers? And Carlisle's (laughs) like, oh, Charlie, don't you remember being 17? Don't you remember your first love? And Charlie's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Hard stuff to forget. And so then Carlisle's like, I'm so sorry, Charlie, if we hadn't come, she wouldn't even be in that stairwell in that stairwell in the first place. And Charlie's like, now, now, don't start with that, Carlisle. <laughs> this isn't your fault, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have fallen through any old window, but it's very lucky that you were close by. And so Carlisle's like, well, I'm happy she's safe. Charlie says it's killing me to not be there and Carlisle is about to buy him a ticket yeah he's like absolutely he's like just come 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 down mm-hmm. and Charlie's like no it's okay we there's a trial going on right now and if I'm not here to testify then the case is gonna swing the other way and so Carlisle's like of course no worries do your job I'll make sure Bella comes home in good, good condition very soon And Charlie says, I wouldn't be able to stay in my right mind if you weren't there. So thank you again. I'm sending Renee out. That'll probably make Bella happier anyway. Charlie. No, it wouldn't. He just believes it, though, because because Bella was so mean. Mm -hmm. Like she she had to do it to protect him, but she was so mean to him. And so now he like thinks that she feels the same way about him that Renee does which breaks my heart Mm -hmm. because she just adores him Mm -hmm. I wish they would talk to each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) Carlo's like cool it'll be nice to meet Bella's mom and Charlie's like watch out (laughs) (laughs) but he says thank you again Carlisle thank you for taking care of my girl and so they hang up the phone Carlisle also doesn't want to stay with Edward so he leaves (laughs) Well, but also he's like, uh, there's like all these sick people here. And Edward's like, go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really sweet. Yep. 
Okay, so then the next conversation that happens is Renee shows up. This lady. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Alice is like, okay, Renee is going to be up in 15 minutes. It's almost midnight. So Renee obviously just got on a plane as soon as she heard, which, you know, good job, Renee, at mm-hmm. least on this one. Um, and Edward uh, tidies up and he looks at his eyes and there's no red anymore, which is great. And so once he's done with that, <laughs> he goes and sits down again and is a brood, you know? Well, yeah, I read this line and I was like, oh, oh, because he goes, done with that. I went back to brooding. (laughs) I was like, that's unhealthy. And then I was like, that's just literally me. (laughs) Every time I'm like, okay, I did all of my tasks. Now it's time to sit on the couch and feel yucky for until I go to bed tonight. Mm -hmm. Like, why? I simply will get back into bed. (laughs) Why am I so Edward Cullen? I didn't think I was, but I totally was in this moment where I was like, I do that. I get up. I do every single task I'm supposed to do. I do as good as I can on all of them. And then it's just back to broods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get right back in there. Oh, yeah. My comfy spot. It is the comfort zone, isn't (laughs) it? It truly is, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, Edward, he's thinking about how... uh, is Renee going to blame all of this on me? She definitely would if she knew what actually happened. No. Then, Here's the thing, though. Even if they knew what actually happened, even if they were in on the whole thing where they knew that it was a vampire thing and it was a tracker thing and it was a save your life thing, they still wouldn't blame you, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of this was your fault. He literally did everything he could. It's so sad. They and would then- give him a medal. Honestly, they they would. They'd be like, you literally saved her life. Mm -hmm. Thank you for showing up and doing everything you could do. And what he did was perfect. It wouldn't have happened this way if not for him being, you know, so sharp and so fast and such the mind reader that he is and so, so able to (laughs) dissociate and get into a space of like work. Um that was all him being able to accomplish that Mm -hmm. so but he's so he cannot accept that and then so he's just like sitting there wallowing and he's like my wallowing was abruptly interrupted (laughs) which is very rude if you ask me (laughs) i agree by something unexpected he says something i never heard before which was rare indeed a voice so clear and strong that for a second I thought someone had come in the room without my noticing. Amazing. Here's here's the thing. Like he does talk about how unique Bella is and how unique Charlie is. And then man, Renee walks in here and he never like she's like the most unique. Like mm-hmm. amazing. This really blew my mind. Isn't All it? this stuff mm-hmm. about Renee. Yeah. So he hears, my daughter, please, someone, where do I go, my baby? And he thinks someone is yelling mm-hmm. because it's so loud and he can hear it so well. But he's like, nobody's like reacting to someone screaming, though. Um, but he does see that everybody has noticed a woman who's just quietly in the corner of the entrance to the hospital. Yeah, and here, I always think that Renee's super obnoxious. But she's kind of not. She's not even doing anything. She's just standing there looking around like nervous. Mm -hmm. 
like Bella would be. And yet every person is drawn to her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, everybody turns and looks at her because they can just like feel this like nervous energy from her, I guess. It's incredible. They're picking up on what Edward can hear. Finally, she says to someone, I'm looking for my daughter. She fell through a window. And he's like, her speaking voice was completely normal, but her mental voice was piercing. <laughs> And he sees how everybody reacts to her and how everybody just wants to help her. Um, and so Edward is, like, fascinated. It is fascinating. This. He's never seen this happen yeah, before. Yeah, I'm fascinated, too. I mean, there are people who you see like this in real life who are kind of, usually they're actors. They're, like, people who are kind of everybody is kind of drawn to them for whatever reason and you're just like why does everybody like this person they're not (laughs) no but i'm like i was just gonna say like they're not super special there's nothing like very unique about this person they're just for some reason everybody's like i want to but you know who i thought of Hmm. my mom Mm -hmm. i and my mom isn't obnoxious like renee Mm -hmm. like she was a she was a fine mom but She's this way, where people see her and everybody is, like, suddenly, like, sitting next to her, listening to her. She's got, she's, like, holding court. She's got the whole room transfixed and and everybody wants to, like, everybody at her freaking work called her mom Mm -hmm. for, like, 20 years. So I was very much just, like, this is is a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. It's just I didn't think of Renee as being that kind of person. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Very cool. I love it. Good job, Stephanie. I love you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So he remembers wondering what it would be about Renee that her and Charlie's combo would result in Bella. But he's like, Renee is the exact opposite of Charlie. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, I wonder if that's like what drew them to each other in the first place. But Renee has a literal entourage as she's walking to Bella's room, <laughs> and she actually gets another person to show her where to go oh on the way. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which is Bella's RN. And then Edward's like, I wonder what Renee would be at, like as a vampire. <laughs> would like literally just everyone hear what she's thinking and not be able to turn it off? Like, Every single person. <laughs> ed- everyone would become an Edward Cullen just for <laughs> Renee. <laughs> he's so funny he goes i couldn't imagine that she would be very popular (laughs) she's not a very popular human either to be honest oh man yeah um and then in comes (laughs) renee and she drops her bag and the rn comes in after her and neither of them look at edward (laughs) what (laughs) i don't understand that Mm mm-hmm Renee goes over to Bella, who's just laying there covered in bruises, head wrapped in gauze, uh, connected to monitors. Her broken leg is casted and elevated, and she just thinks, Bella, oh, baby, look at you. Oh, no. And then Edward gets a good whiff of Renee, and he's like, you know, she's (laughs) kind of sweet smelling like Bella, too, but like overpoweringly so to the point where it's not really appealing even. It's just too sweet. Um, and he's like, I never really smelled anything different about Charlie, but something about their blood mixing together. <laughs> you know? Pretty good. So the nurse tells Renee that Bella's been sedated and she will be for a while. Renee asks if she can touch her, and the nurse is like, yes, pat her on this arm very gently. <laughs> <laughs> so Renee takes two fingers and touches Bella's arm. She practiced at the aquarium. Like this. 
yes. <laughs> and then she starts to cry. And so the nurse literally like hugs her and Edward wants to go and hug her too. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And she's just thinking, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so, so sorry. Um, and the nurse is like, she's going to be fine. That pretty doctor stitcher, <laughs> stitch strip, neat as I've ever seen. You don't need to cry. Uh, why don't you come and sit and relax? I bet it was a long flight. Uh, you must be exhausted. Your daughter's not going anywhere. Why don't you try to get some sleep? Like, she's just overly comforting her. And so Renee goes over with her to the recliner. And then the nurse offers her toiletries to get freshened up. And Edward's just, like, watching all of this. And he's like, I met this nurse, Gloria, before. But I feel, like, extra fond of her now. And he's not sure if that's because he's seeing her being very kind or if he's reacting to the fact that Renee is very appreciative towards her. I don't like having all these mixed feelings about Renee. Like, I felt... Like, I knew who she was, and I knew how I felt about her. And now I'm like, <laughs> she does love Bella very much. And she is appreciative of this nurse. And she's, you know, she's being very kind, and she's very upset. And she didn't only come here to, like, check in and then go away and be with Phil. You know, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Everett goes, what a strange thing it was being near someone who projected apparently totally unconsciously her thoughts this way i supposed it was a little like jasper though rough and unsophisticated in comparison and it wasn't emotional projection it was definitely her thoughts which is really cool guys really cool. the power of the thought you know so cool just scream your thoughts and people will help you <laughs> i guess <laughs> i do kind of do that I just need to turn my thought dial up a notch, I think. I keep them too low frequency, you know? I need to vibe them up. I do that thing from uh, Life is Beautiful where the guy goes, look over here, look over here, look over here. And then she does. Cool. And then Edward's like, now I understand much better what Bella's relationship is with Renee. And no wonder she'd been so protective and nurturing toward him toward her okay but no he says the saddest thing mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes no wonder she'd given up her childhood to take care of this woman wow mm-hmm. i mean renee is strong willed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so edward's like okay i should probably tell them that i'm here <laughs> <laughs> so he he offers to get renee's bag for her and he comes and he brings it over and Renee freaks out, you know, <laughs> vampire. But then she's like, not vampire. Hey, <laughs> silly. I'm just tired. Just, he's just beautiful. Uh-huh. That is very scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if just a beautiful boy appears <laughs> out of nowhere, startling. Think of the prettiest person you've ever seen. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Renee's like, oh, I'm so jumpy. Maybe this is the doctor, but he looks kind of young. And so then the nurse is like, oh, hey, I thought you went home. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. Why does the nurse not like Edward? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) He looks so scary right now, I bet. (laughs) Maybe she had a bad experience with a handsome man once. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Um, But Edward's just like, no, uh, dad told me to keep an eye on Bella and, you know, check some specific things. (laughs) 
like make sure her vitals don't go below whatever um but edward has just been telling this to everybody who asks him a question oh my dad wants me to watch a couple things (laughs) and they're like oh if carlisle said then my beautiful dad asked me to make sure that all these things are right Mm -hmm. i'm 17 (laughs) and that's my girlfriend Mm -hmm. it's fine Mm -hmm. i didn't do this to her (laughs) yep can you imagine being in this situation (laughs) Because Carlisle's literally, he's taken over for Dr. Friend. Dr. Friend went home. And Dr. Carlisle's Friend went like, home and Carlisle was like, I got this. I'm going to keep working. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Carlisle moments ever where he's just like, I must stay ever. It's good to be in Arizona right now. Right? He's like, finally, it's not the forks where everybody just comes in because they <laughs> fell off their bike. <laughs> uh. Edward can feel Renee's uh, confusion. And so then the nurse introduces Edward as Dr. Carlisle's son. Dr. Cullen's the one who saved your daughter. And Renee is like, oh, you're Edward. Mm-hmm. Is this the boyfriend? Oh, boy. Bella doesn't stand a chance, she thinks. Here's where I switched immediately back into hating Renee, mm-hmm. where I was like, wow, maybe she's OK. Maybe this is all an unconscious thing. No, she's bad. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I just was like well i have no response to this woman anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so then the nurse is like we only have one recliner honey and i think (laughs) miss dwyer needs it more than you do and edward's like well of course i slept all day i can stand and the nurse is like it's very late like why are you trying to kick him out she does not like him i think that she thinks he did this to bella maybe i really do i think that she's like He's abusive. That's, she's like he's filling the out the here. domestic abuse yes. card. I assume they have a card they fill out. I think there's a card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Renee's like, no, it's fine. I want to talk to him. I'll be very quiet. And Edward's like, <laughs> you're going to be very quiet. Snort. Okay. <laughs> so the nurse leaves and... As she's leaving, she's like, poor kid, he's really worried. I guess it doesn't hurt anything if he stays, especially with the mom here. So I think you're right. She, like, doesn't want to leave Edward alone with Bella. You know, she's a murderino. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Yeah. Big respect. Mm -hmm. So Edward gets up, and he goes and he shakes Renee's hand. That's (laughs) such a, like, I I thought that was very interesting of him to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it kind of doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem like an Edward the vampire thing to do. Yeah, he was always like very cautious mm-hmm. about Bella touching him. But right. he nope, walks straight up and does a handshake. It's so and then interesting. He's like, oh, sorry, the air conditioning is cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, I am Edward Cullen. Nice to meet you. I wish it was under better circumstances. And Renee's like, oh, he sounds very mature. And then he says, the room resonated with her approval. <laughs> cool um so she's like call me renee um sorry i'm not really myself and then she thinks my but he's handsome she gets a crush on him right there mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why bella can't stand a chance because renee wants him to herself no thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but edward's like oh of course you should rest and renee's like no can we talk for a minute? And Edward's like, sure, I'm sure you have questions. And so he goes and he gets a chair and he pulls it over to Renee. And so 
Renee's like, she didn't tell me about you. And Edward's like, I'm sorry. We've only been together for two days, ma'am. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and Renee's like, yeah, but I think it's my fault. Uh, I've been stressed out because of Phil, and I haven't been the best listener. Yes. It is, it's your fault. And Edward's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Renee says, no, I'm sure she would have told you soon. And then Edward's like... I guess I'll make her feel better. Yeah. And he goes, I didn't tell my parents for a while, too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we didn't want to jinx anything by talking about it too soon. I know it's silly. And Renee goes, that's that's not silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Edward smiles at her and she goes, what a heartbreaking smile. Oh, I hope he's not playing with her. Mm. And then Edward's like, oh, no, of course. I'm so sorry about what happened. I'd do anything to make it right. If I could trade places with her, I would do it. And then uh, Renee does it there, there. Her human power is so strong that it's working on vampire mind-reading Edward Cullen. Mm -hmm. She's so powerful. I'm terrified of Renee. Literally, no one turned her into a vampire. (laughs) I am so scared of her. (laughs) Dude, she could... She could overtake the entire the entire Volturi, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. Arrow would love her. Imagine that pairing. Renee and Arrow. <laughs> the whole world would be vampires Literally before you know it. the world would burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary thought. I know. Um, she tells him that it's not his fault. Um, and that she heard from Charlie what happened, but she's still kind of confused. And um, he's like, yeah, I think we're all confused, even Bella. Um, and then Renee's like, well, okay, I think that's my fault. I think I messed my girl up. For her to run away because she cares about you, that's all on me. Boom. I dropped the mic. I was Renee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. I, I effed up my kid. That's all of us, though. Mm-hmm. All of us parents. Yes. We, yes. All, we all do it. <laughs> anyway, Edward tells her, no, don't think that, even oh. though he should be thinking, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad you're at least self-aware enough for that. <laughs> but he knows that Bella uh, felt bad about saying those things to Charlie and that he knows that um, she would be sad if Renee was blaming herself for what happened. So he tells her, Bella's very strong-willed. She probably just needed some sun. She just needs some vitamin D. Uh She was feeling a little anemic up there. (laughs) So Edward's like, do you want to hear about the accident? And she's like, no, I just said that. She fell down some stairs. Like, what's new? (laughs) The window's kind of unfortunate. (laughs) My gosh. But she's like, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit. Um, Bella wouldn't be acting like this if she didn't feel very strongly about you she's never cared seriously about anyone before i'm not sure she knows what to do and so edward's like yep she and i both mm. and renee's like mm, that was smooth maybe a little too smooth <laughs> gross so she says be gentle with my baby she feels things very deeply do you just love how like a mom who hasn't done any parenting for 17 years all of a sudden is like please don't hurt my baby i love her so i see this all the time where it's like 
a parent who literally is completely absent, completely neglectful, but then the second somebody else comes in to take care of the kid, they're like, that's my child. Ugh, gross. Mm -hmm. Gross. Gross. Are you guys ready for heartbreak o'clock? Look how I've just been like light. I've been Edward Cullen the whole time. Light. Keep it light. Keep it. I'm not ready. He says these words out loud to Bella's mom, you guys. Mm -mm. He says, I promise you I will never do anything to hurt her. I said the words and I meant them in the strongest way. I would give anything to keep Bella happy and safe, but I wasn't sure that they were true. Because what would hurt Bella the most? I couldn't escape the truest answer. Pomegranate seeds and my underworld. (sighs) Hadn't I just witnessed a brutal example of how badly my world could go wrong for her and she was lying here broken because of it? Surely keeping her with me would be the greatest hurt possible. No. Oh, no. Bernie's thinking about what he said, and she's like, hmm, I think he's not lying. People do get broken hearts all the time. They get better. But then she thinks about Charlie, and she's like, hmm, I can't think about Charlie. I must be just <laughs> tired. Uh. So he tells Renee to sleep, and she tells him to wake her up if Bella needs anything, and he says that she, that he will. And so she settles in. Edward puts the other chair back by Bella. And wishes that she would do some sleep topping. Sleep. <laughs> talking. <laughs> Listen, that that doesn't happen for a really long time. But we're all wishing that Bella would do some sleep topping. Edward will not let it happen. He I won't. Apologize. I'm very sorry. I meant sleep talking. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I could see him wanting that too. Uh-huh. <clears throat> a sleep talk sleep top either way <laughs> anything would be better than i her know just here. y'all freaks are gonna choose that as the title for this episode and i can't <laughs> handle it <laughs> so <laughs> edward goes back to his brooding again and he thinks about Alice, and he's like, Alice has not been around at all. Um, she never leaves me alone, no matter how bad a mood I'm in. Like, what could she be doing? Why is she avoiding me? And then he goes, I had lots of time to process what happened, but I still haven't. And I just keep wishing that I had been more and been better. And he goes, now I realize there was something more I had to do. I knew it would be painful, but also that it would not be painful enough. I deserved worse. I didn't want to leave Bella, but this wasn't the place. I would call Alice. I wasn't sure where she had gone to hide from me. So he walks out of the room, and before he can even call her, he hears Alice (laughs) coming up the stairs. (laughs) And so he goes to meet her, and so they're standing on the stairwell, and she hands him something that's small and black. And he says that she held it as though she wished she could crush her hands together to destroy it. And he's surprised that she hasn't already. And she thinks to him, I've tried to fight you on this a billion times, but never once could I convince you. And he's like, nope, I need to see this. So she gives her, she gives him the camera and she tells him to watch it alone. And that she'll keep an eye on Bella, even though Bella doesn't need it, she'll be here. And so Alice goes to take over, and Edward starts to wander around the hospital. He's looking for maybe an empty room. He doesn't really find anything that's private enough, though. So he goes down to the lobby, and he walks outside. 
And he's trying to find an empty space where he won't overhear anyone. And he finds an area right across from the hospital. And what would you know it? It's the chapel. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. And he's like, well, well, this place would be comforting to Carlisle, but I don't think anything could help me now. Oh, my gosh. So he goes inside. He can't lock the door behind him. So he goes to the very far end of the room and grabs a chair and puts it against the wall in a shadow. And Alice has nicely gone and got some headphones to plug into the video camera. So he puts them in and he takes a deep breath and he thinks to himself once he sees this, he's never going to be able to forget it. And he thinks that that is a fair trade because if Bella had to live it, then he can watch it. So he turns on the camera and the screen is two inches (laughs) across and he's like, I deserve to see this surround sound. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't have the time. He's not going to go plug it into the projector in the chapel and Mm -hmm. put it on the big screen. Yep. So the first thing we get is James vlogging. You guys remember this part. He's like, hey, bestie, welcome to the show. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) True, that's exactly what he does. (laughs) He's like, I've got a really great show planned for you. I'm sorry it's a little rushed. I couldn't get all the costuming together. But what would you know? It only took me a couple days to beat you. So before we get started, I want to remind you that this is your own fault. And if you just stayed out of my way, it would have been quick. But this is more fun, though, isn't it? Again, enjoy. Bye, Again, bestie. Again, enjoy. Ugh, James. Ugh. I'm so glad he's burned to a crisp. Literally. So this the camera cuts to a new scene, and it is the ballet studio. And he sees James as if you could outrunning me across the screen, <laughs> but the camera doesn't really pick it up very well. And... He has a remote control in his hand. And so Edward just like sees him across the room. And James is looking at the camera smiling at Edward. And then he can hear Bella running. And he hears a door open. And then she pauses. And then James presses play on the Renee video. And so then you just hear Renee screaming, Bella, Bella, Bella. And so Bella runs into this room. Do you ever wonder why Renee was like, videotaping herself finding Bella. She's like, oh, my child's lost. Time I better document this. Hey, besties, I can't find Bella. Let's go find her together. <laughs> All right, guys, I lost my kid again. I promised that next time I would film it for you. So I let's go. I lost my kid again. <laughs> oh, my God, literally, though. I don't It might have been really innocent. It might have been like, all right, I'm going to surprise her by coming and picking her up at the ballet studio, but then she's gone. I don't know. I don't know. It's so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bella comes into this room now, and Edward can see that she doesn't really understand what's happening, but that he can tell that she's relieved that Renee is not actually there. And then James turns off the recording. Um, Bella stiffens up immediately and just waits. And as James walks over to Bella, Edward has to relax his hands. (laughs) He's about to smush. He wants to crush. 
Um, James puts the remote down, winks at the camera, and then turns back to Bella. And Edward has a perfect view of Bella. And Edward goes, the camera was angled so that I couldn't see him in the mirrors. That must have been a mistake on his part. I imagined he wanted me to see his performance. <laughs> Edward, in his despair, is still critiquing the vlogs. <laughs> he's like, this guy sucks. If he would have been smarter, he would have angled this so that when he's facing the mirror, I could still see his face. Ugh. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we hear James tell Bella, sorry about that, but isn't it better that your mom's not here? And Bella's like, yes. And he's like, oh, you're not mad? And she's like, no. And he's like, huh, okay, well, <laughs> you humans are quite interesting, I suppose. <laughs> and Bella doesn't say anything. And then he's like, so I guess you're probably going to tell me that Edward's like going to come kill me if I kill you. And Bella's like, no, I mean, I asked him not to, so hopefully. And James is like, <laughs> And what did he say? And Bella's like, I don't know. I left him a letter. And then Edward's remembering what was written on the letter, which is, please, please don't come after him. I love you. Forgive me. And Bella's being super cash about everything. <laughs> Edward can tell that it's bothering James. And James is like, oh, how romantic. A last letter. Do you think he'll honor it? And Bella's like, I hope so. Edward remembers more of the letter, which is, please, this is the only thing I can ask you now for me. And James is like, well, I guess we hope different things then. <laughs> and he's like, well, this kind of was boring for me. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed. I wanted it to be a bigger challenge. And Bella, again, is just staring at him. <laughs> well, she's resigned herself to death. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, yeah. Um. So James keeps talking. Bella keeps not talking. And as he continues, Edward realizes that... It was only because they all booked their flights to Phoenix that James actually knew that Bella was in Phoenix. He was, it was a guess. So if they hadn't bought their flights, he wouldn't have done anything. So that makes Edward feel warm and fuzzy for sure. <laughs> and Edward can tell that James is wrapping up his monologue. So uh, Bella, again, just doesn't say anything to him. She doesn't care. But he notices that she's looking a little bit confused, as though she didn't understand the point, and he says she didn't realize the show wasn't for her. And so James is like, um, do you care if I also leave Edward a little, a little letter? And he goes and we see that he shows Bella that he's recording and he zooms in on her face. And Edward says, her expression was perfectly clear to me. She was starting to realize she had known he was going to kill her. She hadn't, she had never considered that he would torture her first. Panic touched her eyes for the first time since she discovered her mother was safe. <sighs> I don't know how to not just read the rest of this chapter, honestly. <laughs> I don't either. It's, uh this is it, guys. This is this this is the whole point of our entire podcast right here. <laughs> Edward says, My own fear and horror grew with hers. How would I survive this? I didn't know, but she had, so I must. So James puts the camera back down again, and this time he puts it so that you can see his reflection <laughs> in the mirror. And James is telling Bella, sorry, but I think he will come after me after he watches this. 
you're just a human who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is all for Edward. Mm. And but then he's like, I have a little bit more monologuing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Edward notes that Bella's lips are white. And then James goes on and tells Edward about Alice and how, um, you know, she was the only one who ever escaped him. And Edward's like, oh, the reason that we made it in time is because James won't shut up ever. He just won't stop talking. So I guess there's that. (laughs) I guess I can watch this because this is why Bella is alive. Um. And he's blah, blah, blahing, you know. She didn't even notice the pain, poor little creature. She'd been stuck in that black hole of a cell for so long. A hundred years earlier, and she would have been burned at the stake for her visions. In the 1920s, it was the asylum. And uh, last week on our bonus ode, which is an extra episode we do on Patreon, we talked about this part of Alice's backstory. So if you guys want more episodes like that, go join the Patreon. Anyway... Uh, Bella's lips are now green and he's wondering if she's going to pass out. (laughs) And Edward goes, there was a lot to think about here. And at some point I would want to know what Alice felt, but not now. So James is like, it was surprising to see her in the clearing. I guess you guys should be comforted by that. I get Bella, but you get her. Mm. Quite an honor, actually, he Uh -uh. says. Um, and he talks about how Alice smelled really good. He, she smelled even better than Bella. No offense. <laughs> and this whole time he's been walking closer and closer to Bella. And then he reaches out towards her. And Edward almost smushes the camera again. But James just grabs some of Bella's hair. And Edward can no longer be a sit of a chair. He has to be a lay on the ground. Put the camera on the floor in front of him. And clench his fist so tight yeah sometimes a chair is just too city uppy mm-hmm. <laughs> can't do it he sees james reach out and touch her cheek and he says i wondered if i would break my hands so then james is like well i guess we should get started then <laughs> And then I'll call your friends and tell them where to find you. Oh, my gosh. He says, uh, Bella started to tremble. Her face was so ashen, I was surprised she was still on her feet. The tracker started to circle her, smiling at me. He crouched, and that smile turned into an exhibition of teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He just smiled. Um... Bella, we see, runs towards the door. Yes, we know that Edward is a freeze. Bella is a flight. Mm-hmm. And James leaps in front of her, backhands her into the wall of mirrors. And Edward says that she was airborne for one fleeting, endless pause. And then with a, metal, a metallic clang, a crunch of bone and a shattering of glass, she slammed into the brass ballet bar and the mirror behind it. Mm. She falls to the floor, of course. He hopes that she is unconscious, and then he sees her open her eyes. You okay? It's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. James then does his dance routine he over to Bella. He saunters around. <laughs> <laughs> While making direct eye contact with Edward, he's like a shimmy over to Bella. He sure is. 
And then he's telling Edward that he thought this room would be beautiful for his film. Um, isn't it perfect? And Edward goes, I didn't know if Bella was aware of his shift in attention or if she was just acting on instinct alone. But she twisted painfully to put her hands on the floor and began crawling for the entrance. She's so brave. Mm-hmm. Always, always brave. Um, James laughs at this and he goes over to her and Alice showed Edward this part of what happens and he wants to not watch it but he does watch it and he sees James basically just step on Bella's leg but he hears both bones snap Uh, Bella of course is the biggest scream she's ever been Um, and he can see blood vessels bursting in her eyes And James is like, are you sure about that whole, you don't want Edward to come find me thing? And Edward realizes that James' plan was just to torture Bella until she begged him to hunt James down. And Edward's like, she must know that I would understand it if she said yes to this. Like, there's no way she's gonna think that I won't know that she just said it because of her circumstances. But then he hears Bella scream no. Uh, for the first time, she stared directly into the camera's lens, her bloody eyes pleading, speaking directly to me. No, Edward, don't. He kicked her in her upturned face. Edward, of course, has seen what happened. She got some cracks in those cute little cheekbones of hers. Mm. And Edward's like, he'd been careful, though. If he kicked her with even a fraction of his strength, it would have killed her. And he wasn't done yet. It was just a tap, really. (laughs) She flew through the air again. (laughs) And Edward immediately is like, oh, no. Why are you kicking her over there into the shards of glass? The glass glass that's poking out in all directions. Mm -hmm. Um, He threw her into, like, almost exactly the same spot he did before. And so she hits the wall, but all the glass is broken. And Edward tells me the grossest thing he ever told me. It really is so disgusting. (laughs) He says, the sound of her skin giving way was impossible to miss. Oh, gosh. He watches James realize what he's done as Bella starts bleeding profusely everywhere. All over herself. All over the floor. Um... Just watching Bella bleed makes Edward a little (laughs) thirsty. (laughs) And he just talks about how there was so much blood. And he's so surprised that she lived through this. James, of course, immediately forgets what he's doing. (laughs) He forgets his vlog. He forgets everything. (laughs) He just wants to kill. And then Edward comes through the door you know yeah the door smash the scream Mm -hmm. the chomp and yep edward watches as james's teeth just simply touch bella's hand (laughs) anyway that's the chapter (laughs) (laughs) bye everyone Mm. okay so then this is the part where edward shows up obviously so he watches him come in and be a cry and Carlisle come in and start working immediately on Bella and you can kind of see Jasper and Emmett in the corner of the frame but not enough that he can tell what was happening with them but it's just so f- it's like this one little 
minute of like funny in all of this thing where he's like every once in a while you can see like a piece of the tracker just fly by uh-huh. which i love and the appreciate chunks. like thank you jasper and emmett for adding that in mm-hmm. and he's like maybe i'll have emma or jasper remember this for me but it won't make me feel any better um even if i'd been the one to rip him apart it wouldn't have been enough and nothing could make this right again Then he sees Alice come over to the camera and he sees her vision face and he knows that she's seeing what Edward is doing right now. Mm. And then she turns off the camera. So Edward laying here reaches for the camera very slowly and then slowly just smooshes it into dust. Methodically. Dust. It's like piece by piece. A smoosh. A smoosh. It's like when you take your like cake and you just right Mm -hmm. crumple it up Mm -hmm. (sighs) and then he didn't do anything else and then there was nothing else that he did lived happily ever after (laughs) no no when that was done i pulled from my shirt pocket (laughs) i'll read it When that was done, I pulled from my shirt pocket the little bottle cap I'd been carrying around with me for weeks. My token of Bella, my talisman, my silly but reassuring physical link to her. It flashed dully in my hand for a moment and then I pulverized it between my thumb and index finger and let the fragments of steel fall onto the remains of the camera. I didn't deserve any link, any claim to her at all. That's not that's not true. <laughs> and there he lays and then music turns on, but no one's in there. <laughs> he's like, maybe it's on a timer, I guess. And he just listens and he's like, Bella's gonna be okay though. I could get up right now and I could go to her. Alice said that she's gonna open her eyes in thirty six hours. <laughs> it's just a night and a day. Or it's just a day and a night and a day. But it doesn't matter because it was my fault everything that she had suffered. I want to know why he's so convinced that he's a bad guy. Is it because he's murdered people? Is it because he's a vampire? Is it because I don't, I don't know why this is such a like overwhelming feeling for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he just cannot accept that he's good and sweet and sincere and tender and he's brave and he's strong. I, He saved her life, but he can't be like, that's fine. No, he's like, it was my fault she was there in the first place, which isn't even true. Is it? Am I wrong? I mean, had Bella just been at home that day, they already knew that these three were coming into town. And they would have talked to them and told them not to hunt in the area. And they would so have just So that's where on. he's like, if I hadn't even ever pursued her, ever talked to her, she would not be in this. Like, this is all. Like, he's going all the way back to coming back from Alaska. Pretty much. Ugh. Yeah. Honey. <laughs> Edward's looking out the windows outside, which is just nothing. <laughs> it's just dark outside. And then he says, and then I did something I hadn't done in a century. Curled there in a ball on the floor, motionless with agony, I prayed. 
I didn't pray to my God. I'd always instinctively known that there was no deity for mankind. It made no sense for immortals to have a God. We had taken ourselves out of any God's power. We created our lives, and the only power strong enough to take them away again was another like us. Earthquakes couldn't crush us, floods couldn't drown us, fires were too slow to catch us. Sulfur and brimstone were irrelevant. We were the gods of our own alternate universe. Inside the mortal world, but over it, never slaves to its law, only our own. There was no god that I belonged to, no one for me to supplicate. Carlyle had different ideas, and maybe, just maybe, an exception could be made for someone like him. And then he goes, but I wasn't like him, I was stained like all the rest of our kind. Instead, I prayed to her god. Which is so sweet, because, like, Bella's never even hinted that she believes in any sort of god. Mm -hmm. But he, in this moment, is going to pray to whatever is, like, the deity, the, like, loving power, the father that is taking care of Bella. And, uh. Yes, because if there was some higher benevolent power in her universe, then surely, surely he or she would have to be concerned about this bravest and kindest daughter. If not, there was really no purpose to any such entity. <laughs> I had to believe she mattered to that distant God if one existed at all. <laughs> you want me to read it? Mm -hmm. So I prayed to her God for the strength I would need. I knew I wasn't strong enough in myself. The power would have to come from the outside. With perfect clarity, I recalled Alice's visions of Bella abandoned, her bleak, shadowed, empty, hollow face, her pain and her nightmares. I'd never been able to imagine my resolve not breaking, not caving to the knowledge of her grief. I couldn't imagine it now, but I would have to do it. I had to learn the strength. I prayed to her God with all the anguish of my damned, lost soul that he or she or it would help me protect Bella from myself. Hmm. I'm still mad at him, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. I get where he's coming from. I, s I really do. But <laughs> he just needs to trust Alice, right? Right. Because there's no, I mean, like, her vision is sure. Even if he leaves her, her vision is still sure. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He could. Yep. Edward. Yep. Edward. Yep. Anyway, I don't like it here anymore. <laughs> you want to go home? Um, Emily hates it here. It's the it's my least favorite place to be is right here. <laughs> currently, <laughs> uh, it doesn't get better. Oh. Um, I haven't anyway. read the last chapter yet, <laughs> or the epilogue. Uh, sorry about the crying. It's not going to stop, though. Okay. And if you've read it before, you know. I'm sure you guys are were all a cry as well. Yeah, so many messages of people being like, I couldn't get past the lemonade cap. Like, that destroyed me. I couldn't get past, you know, that moment of him destroying that little link. Although all I could think of was, you've still got the tear, dude. 
The tear. You still have that tear <laughs> somewhere inside you. I imagine if Stephanie had wrote that he literally puked out the tear on the floor of the church, too. Like, I methodically smashed that thing and then I hocked up the little tear. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining it. Sacred moment. <laughs> the sacred moment. I just can't, like, I can't feel a feeling right now. That's um, all I've done this whole time is feel feelings. And now suddenly at this moment, I'm like, I cannot possibly feel a feeling. Mm -hmm. I am being so Edward right now. You're Edward in reverse. I have dissociated you're, myself from this. Where I'm like, <laughs> Your Edward is in retrograde. retrograde. <laughs> it is. My Edward rising is in retrograde. And it's... It's not a pleasant place to be either, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. Mm -hmm. This isn't good right here. Mm -hmm. This is not good or normal for me. So <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll uh, catch up, I'm sure. Yep. Well, thanks for um, listening. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being such great, supportive, beautiful listeners. We are the luckiest to have you. Join us next week as we read the last chapter of Midnight Sun. And the week after that, we'll do the epilogue, and then we're going to do a recap. So we're not done with Midnight Sun yet. Um, hope you'll finish it up with us. Yes, please. And remember, if you need help, just think louder. It always works for me. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.